Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. All things Chicago football and more. Hello and welcome back to Sticky Fingers Podcast. I'm your co-host Sam Cody and sitting next to me, Kevin Davis. I'm here. Excited. We have a couple of really cool topics we want to talk about today. I'm really excited about So... Without further ado, let's hop into it with high school football. For Chicago, we had a game to watch, Montini versus Mount Carmel last week. Really exciting game. Um, Ended up, Mount Carmel ended up beating Montini, and it had a lot to do um, with Justin Lynch as he threw for two touchdowns and ran for a touchdown uh, in a very impressive performance. you may recognize that name because head coach uh, Jordan Lynch is his older brother. Um, but anything else stick out to you about that game? Coach oh, we, we knew it would be a, a good game. Uh, we knew it would be close. But um, I was actually thinking Montini would pull this out. You can tell that Jordan Lynch has really moved Mount Carmel into the, a new era. And with his brother at quarterback and how they run that new system, the RPO system, um, they're going to be formidable foes for a long time. They're going to give the Catholic League some uh, some issues. Yeah, Montini was coming into the game ranked number seven in the state, and Mount Carmel coming in was ranked number 11. So we knew it was going to be a really tight game, but um, – Mount Carmel really came to play, and Justin Lynch was a huge part of that. He was 14 of 21 passing for 155 yards, had 20 carries for 112 yards, uh, and as I mentioned before, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Really impressive performance, um, and he's just a junior this year, so they're going to be a team to watch this year and next year. Um, Moving on for this week, Coach, you had a couple games that you had picked out as games to watch for this week. So, inner city Chicago, we have Hubbard versus Perspectives. Hubbard is 3-0. Perspective is 1-2. But don't let that 1-2 fool you. Um, Perspective lost to Brother Rice and Morgan Park, two great teams uh, that they probably were expected to lose against. They lost to Brother Rice 45-6 and Morgan Park 40, 40 to nothing. Hubbard is undefeated right now, and they they play some pretty decent teams also. But I think com- these two teams are made for each other. I think there's going to be a competitive game for Inner City, and we it's going to be great to see how this one comes out. I'm going to probably lean more towards Hubbard pulling this out yeah. over perspective, but I don't think it's going to be by much. Yeah. And then the other game you uh, you had for us to watch this week was Bishop McNamara versus ICCP. Both were our downstate teams. Both were in the finals last year, the football uh, mm-hmm. championships. So this is going to be a very competitive game. I think last year Bishop Mac beat ICCP in their in their um, when they went against each other during the season. So. There's going to be a rivalry that's built between the two of them. And then I see uh, P1 in the playoffs. Beat them in the playoffs. So, yeah. Um, I think 
this is a rivalry that's going to last for a long time. They're establishing something here that's going to be a very competitive, talked about combination over time. Yeah, especially because they're uh, conference rivals. So, yeah, great matchups to watch coming into this week. Um, and that's about all we have for high school football. Moving on to college, um, before we, we have a great hot topic issue we're going to get into having to deal with California um, putting a bill up to be passed to play pay players um, for the use of their likeness. Um, we'll talk about Tim Timo's comments and all that uh, debate. But first, I want to mention uh, just some games yesterday uh, that we were watching, but it had a lot of special teams blunders that I wanted to point out and just how much special teams matters, especially in the college game uh, where every game matters a whole lot more and um, is, a, is a lot tighter as a whole. So Iowa State and Iowa were playing, and Iowa State had a was receiving a punt, had their own guy run into the punt returner, ended up turning over the ball. Iowa ran out the clock, won, won a one-point game. Also, Michigan State versus Arizona, Arizona State. Michigan State kicker made a game-winning or game-tying field goal late, and then ended up. Uh, Michigan State was flagged for having 12 on the field, so too much protection. And then uh, he ended up missing the kick after that, and Arizona State won. Both of those games were uh, the teams that were at home were the ones who made the special teams blunder and ended up losing the game. So it was a pretty crazy uh, day for college football, but special teams matters. So Yeah, and that, there was a third that... You can call a blunder, Florida versus Kentucky. Ah, uh, yes. The kicker, uh, the freshman kicker missed the kick by, I won't say a foot. Um, but a lot of people looking at him missing that kick, but Kentucky should have won that game. It shouldn't even been in his hands. Especially when the starting quarterback goes out on a cart. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it seems like there was a few targeting issues and injuries, and once Kentucky felt that pressure of that, they, they – their play declined, and now you put because their play declined, you put it all on the back of this freshman kicker, yeah. and he missed it. Hey, it happens. Oh, I hope he rebounds from it, but Kentucky should have won a game. Yeah, and that's tough to go through as a kicker. You live and die on that one kick. So yeah, <laughs> sure. I just hope he's not getting uh, death threats this week. The craziness of sports. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can get death threats for missing a field goal but can't receive any sort of money from a multi-billion dollar industry so yeah we expect the players to perform and then bash them when they don't we want them to be professionals and then we also want to pay them we don't want to pay them like amateurs so interesting kind of lead into our next topic uh College football players in California will most likely be getting paid soon for the use of their likeness. What do you think about this? Hey, we had this conversation. I think uh, more, a lot of other states will move to this. There's a benefit. There's actually a benefit for the state to move to this. Now you have you can tax income, right? Yeah. So now it, there's a benefit for the state if they allow this. I mean, it's, it's a touchy subject. 
I mean, it's... What does it do for college football? Having different states like California where there's a lot of talent. And, and it's warmer. A lot of people want to go play there, right? You got the, yeah. some top schools there. UCLA, USC, <coughs> other teams like that over there. They're going to want to go play over there. So now it's a a huge recruiting mechanism to, to get kids coming. Do you think that will be the reason why other states will follow suit? Absolutely. Recruiting? Absolutely. And then what do you think of Tim Tebow's comments about what it does for the sport and makes it selfish and it's going to ruin college football? I've been saying that for the longest time. I 100% agree with Tim Tebow. I feel like paying athletes takes away the amateurism of, of college sports. I believe that you... Is is the NCAA men's basketball, men's football, is that really an amateur sport? Yes. No matter how much money they make, I still think it's amateur. You can't... But you can get death threats for missing a kick. That That's... It's kids that got death threats in high school for doing stuff. So <laughs> I, I think that just idiotic people doing idiotic things. Are we really treating these kids fairly, or are we exploiting them? You have to define fair. I mean, because my thing is, like we were discussing. Hey, if you're paying, if if someone's getting paid to make but, a kick and that's his job, then yeah, everything. If he misses, that makes sense. But we talk about money and what's fair, but you also got to talk about money and how do you equally pay? How do you equally pay in in the type of system where you pay athletes? You can't. Yeah. You can't. Well, so that's why I say you have to define what's fair. Right. And Title IX would uh, eliminate that fairness in my mind because what I think is fair is football and basketball being paid. Those players bring in most of the money for colleges. So those players should be paid more in my mind. But... According to Title IX, that's illegal, um, and so every player would have to be paid the same, whether you're field hockey, whether you're a uh, football player, whether you're... So, you in my mind, it cannot be fair legally. If you can't do it fair equally, you can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. And I, I still believe in what's going to happen with with sports, with college sports, is is gonna turn into it's gonna turn to something it's gonna turn into a professional sport. And and college sports are not supposed to be professional sports. There's a reason why yeah. you go to college to play a sport. It's still amateurism, it's still you going they want you to get the education, they want you to stick with school. Yes, they're making billions of dollars off of it and that's a whole nother story. Somehow that money has to be funneled back in to to these athletes, to these students Fairly. Well, the NCAA is a non-for-profit organization. That's why I say it has to be funneled back into the kids, into the athletes. Not the president, huh? Yeah, but exactly. The president makes of a non-for-profit makes a little over $1.7 million. So. And that, there's <laughs> ways that you can fairly do it. Sounds without, like exploitation to me. Yeah, without without... There's a way you can pay athletes equally, but actually pour back into programs like you mentioned before with insurances and things like that. Yeah. You can actually pour back into the athletes. The, the athletes probably shouldn't have to pay for a lunch package or 
or their gear and things like that. A lot of them, they don't. But I just feel like NCAA has to find a way to pour money back in. They yeah. can't just keep. Because if they do keep, I do believe the, the players should be paid. But they have, to be fine. they have to find a way to make it fair and funnel that money back in. How do you do that? It's going to be a discussion sitting down the table with all the colleges, uh, top people in all the colleges, sports agents, sports people to figure out how to do it. Now I say sports agents because they deal with the money aspect, the professionalism, right? Yeah. So they know how to get the best benefit for athletes. So they can help out with NCAA figuring out how to do that. Well, and what's the purpose of playing college sports? It's so that you can also get an education. Correct. And two things I'll say about this. One is the one-and-done rule is not designed so that kids get education. Have to get rid of, get rid of it. So that's a problem. I, I agree that college sports, the... Um, should have the educational piece to it. So I'm not saying take that away, but I am saying it's wrong for a college player to get a college scholarship. And then as soon as he's injured, that's taken away. And all of a sudden he's left without a scholarship, without an education. Then really your goal is not to educate him, is to exploit him and use him. If you come in and you get a, here's what I would do. If, if a kid gets a full-ride scholarship to a, a university and he accepts it, that kid should be able to maintain his scholarship because, again, it's about the education part of it. That's what the NCAA claims it's about, student-athlete, right? But really, they treat them just like athletes. And as soon as their athletic ability is of no use, then you throw them away. You revoke the athletic scholarship and they no longer have the insurance from the university, which is pretty terrible to begin with. Um, so they're stuck with medical bills, and they have no free education. I agree. And also on top of that, I believe that, like you said, the one-and-done system, it, they, they must get rid of it. And I'm not talking about just NCAA basketball where one-and-done in the NBA. I'm not talking about even football. The yeah. uh, ability to not have to, you have to play three years before you can leave. That's stupid. It is crazy. Now, not everybody is ready to go professionally right out of high school. Mm -hmm. But if you choose that, then you can choose that and go start making money how you wish. Now you can get the NCAA back to amateurism where yeah. if you come to us, then you're here for your education. And, and the sport is secondary, but we're still going to be trying to do the best thing for you. But if you, when you take that away and say you can just go play if you want to, you go to NBA, NFL, first of all, no one's ready out of high school to go to NFL. There's very few people ready for the NFL. Only in basketball. In yeah. basketball, it matters. So I think if, if they take the label off of, of staying so many years, it actually, I think the talk of paying athletes would die down a little bit. Because now you have an option. You can go make money right now if you want to. You can leave. Yeah. It's your choice. So, um, and I also believe that along with the whole scholarship thing, I also believe that if a kid comes to a school and accepts a scholarship and they leave professionally, they should be able to come back and finish their schooling. Yeah. I think that should be a 
definite clause in the NCAA. They should be able to come back and finish. If they're really interested in the educational aspect, which they claim they are, uh-huh. that should be worked into it. And then you can start talking about, okay, we don't need to pay players. But until that clause is worked in where you're actually getting a free education, most of these kids are not getting a free education. Yeah, and, and I know in the NFL, once you declare for an NFL, I'm sorry, in college, when you declare for the NFL, you're done Yeah. in, in college. No it, free it, education it's, it's anymore. So, I mean... You have to weigh that option as an athlete. I, I just believe if you do make the decision, I think you should be able to come back and finish. Yeah. Now, whether your your scholarship is fully intact at that point, that's that's another story. But I think it should be. I think once you, you accept the scholarship for a full ride for four years or whatever, it should be for the length of you getting in a degree. Yeah. Well, they're, they're treating it, the NCAA is treating it like, and these universities are treating it like a business, but they're not willing to pay. So if you're going to treat it like a business, you need to be able to pay, which yep. legally you can't unless you pay everyone equally, which doesn't make sense to me at all. So the next option would be stop treating it like a business and actually take care of these kids' education and make sure that they can get it when they need it, when they want it, and it's free. Well, don't you think that also there's another aspect of this where a lot of these schools in the NCAA are being pressured probably by boosters and trustees to bring more money to money into the school and to do things like that. I mean, I think there's a lot of other pressures out there also for schools, but I agree if you're going to treat it like a business, then you need to act like a business. Yeah. You can't be a non-for-profit and treat everyone working for free for you and expect them to be... Like they're full-time employees. Expect them to act like it. Um, And then you can just get rid of them whenever you want. It's ridiculous. Um, Any final comments on that? Are you ready to move on? Move on. We'll probably talk about it again at some other point in time. It's going to be a big deal over the next few years. Something's going to happen in in the area of of paying athletes somehow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. all right, NFL, who impressed you? What team or player impressed you last week? Hopkins, North Hopkins for the Houston Texans. I mean, I think he's back to his old self. Mm. He's going to be a threat against any team that plays him. I don't yeah. think any team has a defense to stop him. Um, he just looked good, along with uh, Deshaun Watson. So the combination of the two, it's kind of scary. Even though Deshaun Watson was getting hit on over 50% of his passes. Yeah, but he sits there. You got to have a quarterback that's willing to take a little take a little bit to to, to win. Something about a, a, a quarterback that does that. Yeah, the Texans are scary. Um, another team I would say I was really impressed with were the Ravens. Um, and not just with Lamar Jackson. He was... Very impressive, but the rookie wide receiver I was really impressed with was Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Uh, he looked scary. Yeah. Um, his talent has definitely translated, um, and I'm excited to see what he does and the Ravens do because that is an organization who has um, made some risky decisions, I think, 
in the eyes of um, the rest of the league, but they're really paying off, and they're going to be really good this year. I mean, they have the better of the hardballs, right? <laughs> I mean, have a great coach, great system. The only hardball you would talk to. Ever. Right? <laughs> Ever. Um, all right. What do you think of A.B.? I feel like we're talking about him a lot, but practicing and playing this weekend with the sexual assault case on the table. It's interesting. Do I think he should have practiced or played? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a sticky situation because I don't think all the details are out of, of the situation, so it's hard to say you yeah. can't play or practice. Yeah, so the details that we do have is that a trainer um, from Pittsburgh has filed a case against AB saying that he sexually assaulted her um, while in Pittsburgh. And have you heard any other information? So not to guilt shame or anything like that, but there's also reports that they actually had, I don't want to say a relationship, but they also had other interactions after that, right? So. It's hard to decipher this situation. Now, you can't guilt shame because no matter if you have a relationship or not, if no is no, and no matter yeah. no matter what, it's wrong. But it, we can't move until there's more stated. evidence. Yeah. Are you, I feel like in our country today, there's a lot more um, movement towards you are guilty until proven innocent. I feel like oh, there's a lot more situations like that, and I get that we need to. I fully support um, justice being found and protecting the victims of the situation. But are we really going to move to a place where are we willing to move to a place where it's now you're guilty until proven innocent? I, I think it's it's the NFL can't move until there's more information. Legally, it, it could hurt them in the long run. If they move and he can't play, he can't sit out, and he comes to be innocent, I think legally, legally, A.B. has an issue with the NFL now. But you see a lot of companies and organizations benching people as soon as the allegation and taking away their livelihood and the way they su- support and um, live and support their family. I think a lot as soon as they hear the news. But I think a lot of those places have more detail too. This situation is not detail. It's, it's not not a lot's out. There's he sexually assaulted they, this person. The Patriots have to have the detail. They details. didn't know. From what I read, Patriots did not know about You're these allegations that the before. The Patriots organization that knows everything. That's what was said. The Patriots did they not know, know he uh, that this was a thing. Now, they found out it was a thing, and it's like, what do you do now? Okay. You don't think the Patriots did their research on A.B. and knew everything they were it's getting? It's called deniability, right? You can't say, yeah, we knew, but we got him anyway, and we're <laughs> going to play him. You can't, you can't say it. Yeah. But, but uh, should he be assumed guilty in his livelihood and, and not be able to go to work, basically, until he's proven innocent? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think the world is moving to that type of way, and not just in sports, but in in general. Yeah. And, and it's actually harming people. 
with AB though, a lot of his character and a lot of things he's done overshadows, or not overshadows, but they make, make people look at him yeah. differently, right? And they think, oh, once you hear this, he did it. Oh, he's this dude that's out there and he does all this talking and, and causing all this commotion. So I guarantee he did this. So I make people think immediately, yep, you guys need to bench him. He doesn't need to play because he did it. Yeah. But we don't know. We haven't, we don't know yet. Not like Kareem Hunt and what's the other guy who got in trouble? Like there's video. Ray Rice, there's Ray video. Rice, yeah. There's there's stuff where you're like, man, you are guilty. Mm-hmm. Like you're a city. Beyond a doubt. You are yeah. <laughs> on the commissioner's watch list. You cannot play. You don't have any would they be. He actually there was a settlement for it for two million dollars and he denied the settlement. So so now where are we? Now we know nothing. So the 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 woman in the, her counsel offered to settle the case for two million, and he denied it. So obviously he feels like he's he's innocent. Yeah. So you can't move yet. You have to wait till everything's figured out before you do anything on, in this case. Yeah, I would agree. And yeah, I'm not gonna it, go. It, it any, hate, I'm not gonna go any further. It hates <laughs> that. It, it sucks that. We he- we're hearing about this too much nowadays. Yeah. Hearing- this is happening way too often. And it sucks that it's happening because some of it is is real. It's happening. But there are cases where it's not Duke, true. Duke lacrosse, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the big prof- profile one that I honestly think most people still think that the Duke lacrosse team was guilty of gang huh? raping that girl. Yeah. Because there's been no 60-minute big article, no, no coverage of the fact that she admitted in court later that she was lying to yeah. the whole thing. Made up the whole thing. Yep. So, in, so we're just all in their a, lives were ruined. Yeah, we're just in a culture and a time right now where it's... Their national championship was taken away. Yeah, the, the, the time right now is just so clouded with... The guilty until proven innocent aspect of it, instead of the opposite, and it's just it's kind of frustrating because it's, it's more than just athletics. It's in life in general. People are going to jail for things and being arrested for things and things like that that they have not done, and yeah, they have no way of. Is, um, I don't know. Is uh, athletes and at the universities at the professional level are they? Um, the best examples of not doing these things and is the culture surrounding it um, make it more so people believe oh yeah that would happen that lacrosse team would gang rape that girl or oh yeah AB yeah he would do that that makes sense but I don't think as a culture just because it's more believable for athletes to do that because of a cultural um you know, stereotype that we have on athletes that that makes it right to then assume that they're guilty until proven innocent. And I'm all for protecting the victim. I'm, I, I, I really am. I feel like I'm coming across as <laughs> no, not really. It's protecting truth. AB, standing up for AB. No. I'm just here saying, hey, side if true. If he's guilty, he's guilty. If he's innocent, you we can't. I would hate to live in a and a is some of my frustration just like you i would hate to be guilty until proven innocent 
of something that I didn't do. Absolutely. But also on the side of everything is that I believe, especially professional athletes, once you get into limelight, you got a target on your back. You have a responsibility. Yeah. A more responsibility to live a certain way. Oh, yeah. Because you're so forefront. I mean, not just athletes. I mean, musicians. Yes. Anybody. You have a responsibility when you're in the forefront and kids are looking up to you and you have a responsibility to live your life the right way. Yes. So don't take... These athletes can't take that for granted. Yeah. You can't just do whatever you want. You have oh, I'm a responsibility. Not, yeah. I'm not saying, oh, poor poor athletes that get... Um, you know, a lot of what athletes have done to create these stereotypes is true. Yep. And when you are given a higher level of, to be honest, it's kind of like, uh, I love this Spider-Man quote where he says, with more power comes more responsibility, yep. right? Spider-Man is being told that by his uncle who, who dies, but... With more, more more power for these athletes, for musicians, for anyone who's rising up, even, even politically, with more power should come more responsibility. Even as parents. Yeah. I mean, I'm a parent. You're going to be a parent. Is We have a responsibility, my son, to live my life in a certain way mm-hmm. so he'll know which way to go, what's right, what's wrong, because he sees me. Just like athletes, you're on TV. Young people see you. Yeah. You have responsibility to do things the right way. And you can't blame, oh, this generation is terrible. Well, guess what? They looked up to you, and you're doing terrible things. Even high school athletes, college athletes. I mean, I just had a situation this week where I had to sit down with a high school athlete that I coach and tell them, hey, your actions affect your team, but... I also have kids from Little League programs who look up to you asking, hey, why aren't, what are you, why isn't this kid playing this week? Why isn't this kid starting this week? Like, and he has no clue of the influence that he has in that community, right? That's where coaches come in. Yep. It's important of coaching. I agree. It's the hope of the sport world, yep. coaches. But a lot of times coaches just coach like they were coached and there's no growth or progression and it just ends up being like well my coach did this to me this is what i'm going to do to these kids but at the end of the day i can guarantee you ab got coached where he could do whatever he wanted oh yeah he could do whatever he wanted and there were no consequences or they protected him from the consequences yep but Unfortunately, you get in the real world, and that's not true. Not at all. And you're also on a big stage where everyone's looking up to you. And I think that's what makes it even more frustrating that some of these athletes, professionals, um, even like, I don't know, some big shot on Wall Street. It's not just rope the athletes into it, musicians. When they get it on those platforms... And work their way into those situations. You got to step up. And it starts by who your mentor was. Who your coach was. Who your teacher was. As you were coming up. Are they going to let you get by. uh, Just because you're really good. Or are they going to challenge you to be better. Exactly. That's, That's why I coach too. 
I had a lot of great coaches, great mentors, and that's that's my passion and why I want to give back um, and take care of the kids and not just for my personal glory as a coach, but because those lives matter. Yep, it's needed. And it's going to affect a lot of other lives in the years to come. I agree. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for us today. Any final words, Coach? Uh, Chicago play is Denver today. Go Bears. Let's get it done here today. Let's uh, start moving in the right direction. Yeah. Is Mitch going to do anything today? We'll see. <laughs> and I will also say that the Irish won 66-14 to 14 yesterday. Go Irish. <laughs> Who are they playing? New Mexico. <laughs> Aren't they hey, the, the Lobos hey, or yeah, something? Yeah, hey. Win's a win. Let's go. Uh, yeah. A win is a win. Those are hard to come by. Yep. It is hard to win a football game. That is, that. is I think it's one of the hardest things to do, actually. Yep. They say hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. That is tough. Try, try winning a football game, though. Well, thanks for listening uh, to this episode of Sticky Fingers Podcast. Um, signing out. Sam and Kevin Davis, remember, um, more power requires more responsibility. Yes, sir. See you next week. Sticky fingers!